Okay, big show today. We are going to talk about housing affordability. We are going to talk about the supply of housing. And then we're going to talk about what the federal government is doing about it and what Pierre Polyev on the conservative side is proposing. Is any of this going to work? That's the question we're going to answer today. And what is going to happen two, three years down the line? This show idea came out of the comment section. I want you to know that. And then I want you to think about this. Could you please hit like or subscribe or leave a comment for us so that we can continue to provide this type of content for you? Thanks very much. I hope you enjoy the show. First thing I want to share with you is how undersupplied Canada is for housing. We always say it, right? Canada doesn't have enough housing and that's the affordability issue, but no one really quantifies it. I found an article with a great chart. Within the G7, Canada has the fewest number of housing units for its population. Never mind all of this too many investors are buying houses and that's the problem. The problem is we don't have enough units of housing to put people in. And we've got aggressive immigration policies. We've got a country that people really want to come to, but they got nowhere to stay. They can't rent something. They can't buy something. And an increase in interest rates has hammered affordability. Sure. It's also taken the idea of bringing new units into the market off the table. It's not economical anymore for people to build anything to bring these new units to the market. This issue is going to get worse unless somebody does something about it. And how did we get here? Who's been asleep at the wheel? No policy has been enacted in order to stimulate building housing units. And now that the horses have fully left the barn, we're closing the barn doors. Now we're going to do something about it. The provincial government announced that they are fully removing HST on purpose-built rentals. That's going to have an impact. The problem is, is we need to figure out a way to get the developers who are building rental units to start building them with interest rates as high as they are. Even with CMHC insurance and great lenders like First National out there helping, there still needs to be more. And this removing of the HST on purpose-built rentals is a good start. We still really haven't seen anything from the liberal government, but Pierre Polyevre on his website has a housing plan. Okay, so first on this list, require unaffordable big cities like Vancouver, Toronto to increase home building by 15% or penalties. So this is the old carrot and the stick routine, right? If you do not increase home building, we're going to penalize you by not giving you federal funding. And a little further down, it's the opposite. The plan is to reward cities who remove these gatekeepers and get more homes built by giving them additional capital. This is all just a plan to make housing more affordable, to create more units for people to live in. The decision to create more units, why can it be stymied at the municipal level? This is what he needs to say in order to get elected. And then he needs to try to break through the city. We're talking about a guy right now who's thinking on a municipal level. Really, we should have someone on the municipal level thinking like this too, no? NIMBYism is alive and well, and you can see it here in his release. Pierre Polyevre is saying that there should be a penalty to the city when NIMBYism takes over common sense and 
prevent somebody from building something. This whole nimbyism, right? Like not in my backyard is a real fundamental problem also within the city. People live around where a development is going up and they're too upset to let the development go up. Oh, I do not want a building near me. Well, guess what? If you live in an area that a big building is going up at, you should be happy because your property values very likely continue to increase because you live near transit, because you live in a desirable area, and we need to intensify dwellings in your area. And sure, there's going to be a few more people living around you and using the services around you, but those are people, those are families that need a place to live. Are you just going to count yourself as lucky that you bought a house a long time ago? And who cares? Just not near me and go around complaining how high housing prices are and how they're unaffordable, but just not around you. We really need to get that out of our mindset right now. The other problem is, is that the people who don't want it in their backyard speak a lot louder than the people who are kind of okay with it. If you're kind of okay with something, you do not write a letter to your counselor saying, hey, I'm okay with it. Don't worry about me. I kind of agree. And I know the plan needs to involve creating more units. You don't really, you just kind of go about your work. You go about your day. But if all you want to do is get upset about something getting built near you and you got nothing else to do, you spend a lot of time doing it. Your counselor is going to hear about it. And then your counselor is going to put more rules in place for developers to prevent them from building. Require cities seeking federal funds to pre-approve building permits for high-density housing and employment around transit stations. It is crazy to me. We've got this subway system, which is also embarrassing, but that's not the purpose of this show. In the city of Toronto, we should have a much better transit system. Even the transit system we have, we're not focused on increasing density around the subway stations. Again, that's a municipal problem. The Ontario government is trying to put together increased density approvals for sites that are around subways, and the city is going to stymie them again. So once those come out, those MTSA application approvals for increased density around subway stations, it's still going to be another year or two that the cities are going to kick it around. And the cities are going to say, you know, listen, we can't build it for whatever reason. Everybody needs to understand the mandate here is to build more houses. If we don't build more houses, we're not going to have affordable housing. People are not going to have anywhere to live. The supply of housing that we have does not meet the demand. And we keep adding in more demand because people want to live here. Sell off 15% of the federal government's 37,000 buildings. Listen, you think that the private sector doesn't go to the office anymore? Jeez, I bet you the federal government and the provincial governments, there's no way they're going to the office. The idea here is a lot of these buildings are probably vacant anyway, so selling those buildings and turning them into affordable housing is a great idea. It's also probably something that's going to take 10 years to put together. And then the final piece here isn't so much about creating affordable units. It's just about inflation. And he's saying we got to stop printing money. Listen, we have stopped printing money, although the federal government still continues to find ways to spend more money. I think that the bill has finally come. And this understanding that all of the money we printed to get through COVID has caused a massive inflationary problem because interest rates have risen so significantly. The federal government sees just how much of its tax revenue has to get allocated towards servicing debt and what that looks like two years down the line, three years down the line, as more and more 
of that debt that the federal government has accumulated resets into higher and higher interest rates. And it will simply remove an amount of money that the federal government can spend on social programs. Same thing with the provincial government. The only way we're going to tackle the inflationary issues is by not leaning on this constant government political desire to just print money to make people happy. Some tough decisions have to be made. The first of which for this affordability crisis and this inflationary crisis is to stop this knee-jerk reaction of like, we'll just bring out the money gun and spray money on everything and make it look better, like leaves falling in the fall because someone's going to rake it all up. Pierre or somebody has to get involved to remove the blockages at the municipal level in order for housing to get built. At a time like this, it's very likely that we need to add some form of stimulus to build it, but I'm also not a huge fan of the government continually getting involved. It's very similar to the way I feel about monetary policy, right? A really good central bank isn't in the news every single day. A really good central bank is operating behind the scenes and making tiny little nips and tucks in order to see an economy move slowly. Course correcting way too much one way or another way just leads to more problems down the line. And giving the government more and more power and more and more ability to get involved creates more and more problems. I mean, that's just my political view. So uh, take it for what you want. I think that we've got a real issue right now. So because of previous overcourse correcting, we need to do something to get our housing unit numbers up. These are great ideas to start off with. Thank you very much for watching. I don't know how you are digesting this information. A lot of people are on Spotify listening to it. But if you're on YouTube, leave a comment below about how you think the government can get involved to help us build more housing for people. What is the solution? Do you have it? Maybe you should be the next Prime Minister of Canada.